Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, thanks for taking the time to download the Manchester Football Social. I'm Alex Boardman. I represent the red half of Manchester. And uh, representing the blue, that'll be me, and McGinley. So, quite a good show coming up, both City and United. I, I always worry when people say quite. Quite, that well, it was. It's not good. Do you know what was exciting? I think it's the first time since we've done it. Maybe you mentioned this a bit later. Both City and United won. Yeah. You came to my house to watch the game. Upset uh, your wife. Yeah, upset my <laughs> wife for turning entering our house with a blue shirt on. It was like a guard dog. I was so proud of her. She was, what are you doing wearing that? I loved that. Um, quite a packed show, actually. We had Sam Lee on. From, yeah. Is he from Goal? Yeah, yeah, he's a City correspondent, very knowledgeable man. He was at the game, unfortunately, because the show being on today, neither of us could be at the game because obviously United were playing. United were still playing when we started the show. Yeah, yeah, which was a bit rare and a bit awkward for me. You might listen in the first 15 minutes once or twice. I don't quite react when I'm asked a question because I'm sneakily watching United on my mobile phone. Um, so, so we talked to Sam about City. Uh, then we talked to uh, my friend, who's a comedian, great and, comedian. And in a helicopter. <laughs> he sounds like he was miles away. Prince Abdi, who was an Arsenal fan who had to endure um, watching his team get murdered by Liverpool last night. Yeah. And we used that as a kind of preview into what is coming up, uh, the for, big for, game for this City season. being murdered on Thursday. Could be, if it is. Let's hope not. If it is, that's probably the league handed right Is, it, is this the first time that you've ever had that? Like, No, no, no it's, happened, it's happened a lot. It happened in the season where Gerrard slipped. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted City to beat Liverpool going in the game going up to that. It's not the first time. It's not the so it's not the first time you wanted City to win. And up till now, City have been playing much better football. You've really enjoyed it. Do you think you might be coming a City? Fan? No, 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 no. It's a real funny time because I'm enjoying City getting beat in the last three of the last four games. But at the same time, every time they do, I'm like, ah, Liverpool look like they could win it. Um, uh, we'll also have a look to all the transfer news and gossip as well because um, by the time you're listening to this, it's only going to be like minutes, possibly hours, until the transfer window opens. Anyway, yeah. that's all in the show. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, it still sounds like this. Manchester Football Social. I wanted to say Happy New Year then, but it was a little bit too early. It feels like a Happy New Year if you're a City fan. Looks like we stopped the rot beating... A- I almost forgot then, Southampton today. Yes. It's, it's Ant here with you, the City fan, and Alex Boardman, the United fan, with you for the next hour. And Alex has just pulled himself away uh, from the uh, TV for a few minutes. That game's still going on. Yeah, I had to turn United off. United currently beating Bournemouth 4 1. That's good. Yeah, so it's all um, it's all good. Yeah. It's, everything's kind of... You came to my house, didn't you, to watch the... Yeah, I'll upset your good lady wife as well. She was like, what's a City fan doing here? Yeah, oh yeah, she wasn't happy when she saw you with your blue top on. And... <laughs> I don't, is that one? Is it, you got your name on the back of that? No, this, shirt. One, this one's blank. Think you're learning, aren't you? Yeah, that was br- that was a brilliant reaction by Emma. I was really pleased with her when she did that. What's he doing here wearing that? 
Uh, we actually have some football shirt news for you a little bit later as well. Yep. Uh, around this uh, thing, it looks like Puma are coming in to do the City from next season. But we'll talk about City now because I think while the United game's still going on, yes. let that finish, let the dust settle and uh, give those of you that are at the game watching it because if you're at the game watching it you're not listening to this just yet no on the way back we'll speak that so let's talk City now and I have to say like it's been a really difficult week over Christmas for, for most City fans because it was like like just it's just not been the, it's not the done thing is it well it's it's been hard to be a United fan because the last sort of month as your season has sort of imploded it, I mean that that's been great it, on the one hand but lurking in the background was the fact that Liverpool were being, you know, look like the odds-on favourites now. And the form slump by City was really, really worrying. Looking at the game coming up, it was like Liverpool will have already won it before they play City. So they really needed to turn up today and they really needed to play well. Yeah. Do, and Now, and what do you think about that? Because I watched it with you. I don't think they did play that well. I think it was a tough game. It was a game that had to be won, right? And I think that... It was scrappy. That's what it looked like. It felt like an FA Cup draw. That's what it felt like. Well, there was there was a point where I think it was maybe the first 20 minutes and I think City scored reasonably early, didn't they? And yeah. they looked, City looked good up to that point. And then um, I think you were talking about it as your moment of the season. You know, the Edison... Uh, the centre forward is oh, amazing. Is Austin, yeah. I think a little, bit, little bit of composure. So if you've not seen this, and obviously uh, one of the reasons why they shipped out Joe Hart, they brought in Bravo, and then they brought in Edison was about distribution and ability on the ball. And Edison twice in the game did things that I don't think I've ever been able to pull off when it's been on a five-a-side pitch or even on FIFA. And, and it was just amazing. The composure with it. And then there was like three or four cheeky passes around the box, which I think 10 years ago the manager would have taken them outside and they had the contract shredded yeah, yeah, yeah. If, they, if they tried doing that. But this is just, it's an amazing, I tell you what, rather than us talking about it, let's speak to somebody who was at the game, who saw it uh, with their own eyes. We're going to speak to uh, Sam Leakes. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Sammy Goal and he's the Man City correspondent for Goal. Sam, what was it like being in the, stu- in the uh, stadium today and seeing those moments with Edison? Yeah, Edison, I mean, he does, he does it like once or twice every game, but these ones, he kind of surpassed himself. The lad I was sat next to, he said, he's not, he's not a sing song. Uh, he said, life would be poorer without Edison around. And it's just, it's just these little moments that you never expect to see. And as you were saying just now, 10 years ago, you know, well, not, never have happened but very rarely would have happened I still kind of remember Fabian Barthez messing around at United a few years ago yeah Barthez did not, it not so successfully as this like the, the two passes he did like in his own six yard box and then it should have led to a city goal you know the fact that Mahrez missed it or you know didn't pass to one of his teammates that would have been one of the goals of the season the way it was uh, yeah I remember that we were, we were saying that because Sterling was sort of free wasn't he and in space in the box and yeah, exactly. I think Mahrez picked the ball up on the halfway line and then just ran with it and was possibly a little bit selfish of him. Yeah, it was. I mean, he didn't have a great game today, but just going back to Edison and those passes, like, it's not, normally it's fine because like, he's, he's so calm. I've, I've been saying recently, he's like, it's like he's some kind of reptile or something. He just doesn't have, like, human reactions to pressure. He just... <laughs> yeah. It's just not phased whatsoever. But the, but the thing today was, he gave the ball to Zinchenko and then company, and it's like, mate, these two aren't as good on the ball as you are. <laughs> if you're giving it to Stones and Laporte, it's fine. But I thought he was taking a bit of a risk giving it to them two because, well, we saw it with Zinchenko later on. Not as comfortable, and company can give it away as well. But, yeah, Edison is just fantastic value to watch. He's, I mean, City are entertaining to watch in many ways, but Edison like, contributes so much just by himself. I think, for me, the difference with, with this game, and those moments when he did it, was how close to the goal line he was when he was yeah, doing those yeah. passes. There was literally no margin for error. And I've seen, I think it was last season, John Stones did something very similar about a yard off the line. But to have your goalkeeper doing that, and it, it, it looked to me, and this, this is what he said to me, that despite everybody, all the City fans being in a bit of a panic and all the United fans being in a bit of a panic because it's handing the league to, to Liverpool, yeah. it looked like, as you just said there, he's not feeling the pressure. No, God no. Um, I, I mean, I was thinking if, if the game had developed in a different way, I might have included this in my write-up in the video after the game. But 
you know, we don't know necessarily how the City team have reacted in the last couple of days, but I mean, given, you know, they lost to United and Liverpool twice in April and they bounced back and won at Spurs and won the league, you guess they handled pressure pretty well, but if they were having a few worries last few days, Edison, definitely not. It's just, I've not seen anything like it, not even just in football, but just human emotions. It, it's a bit, I mean, it's a bit sociopathic, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just like there's, you can imagine him in in real life situations just not really picking up on people's emotions and that kind of thing. It, it is, it's unnerving the way he does it because, you know, Alisson at Liverpool, there's a lot of debate about who's the better keeper of the two and they're both very similar, but Alisson seems like a human being. <laughs> you know, he makes the passes under pressure, but he looks like pressure there. Edison is just, it just it just washes off him. It's like there's nothing there. I can't really explain it. That's why I'm kind of grasping at calling him a sociopath and a reptile or something because I, I just can't work it out. Sam, did you think? Because when I I was watching it, obviously pretty mixed feelings as a United fan. One, I'm wanting City to lose, but then also I want them to put pressure on Liverpool. There was yeah. a point in that game. Um, uh, I'm thinking the equalising goal, which was a fantastic goal from a mistake from uh, your left-back Zivchenko. Yeah. And then there was the possible Ward-Price penalty a couple of minutes after that, which then obviously City went up the other end and scored. Um, mm-hmm. Did you feel... the When I was watching, I was thinking, I wonder if Southampton are getting confidence here and it looks like oh City are just going to collapse and oh because oh, you've seen them a lot more than me yeah, yeah. did you think oh no this we're totally in control we're even at 1-1 even if it goes to 2-1 um, what were your thoughts because they look vulnerable to me City and they've not looked that um, maybe in the last month they have but they didn't look that at the beginning of the season yeah you're exactly right I mean um I'm I'm the same as you actually. I'm a United fan who covers City. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've got messages. I've got messages in the group chat with United mates going. I mean, I'm I'm cheering City goals here because I'm, everyone's exactly the same as you. And I can say this on a on a Manchester radio station. Nobody wants football to win the league. No. Um, but yeah, you're right. The reaction to the goal because. My, I didn't go overboard with the last two games. You know, City, they've had injuries. And I know that always sounds like an excuse, but if you take David Silver out of the team and Fernandinho, you're not as good in attack and you're not as good in defence. Them two coming back in, they were much better from the off. You know, the first 20 minutes, half an hour, much better, creating loads of chances. So I think, right, this whole crisis thing, it's overblown because this is how City play. They're fine. But then when they conceded that goal, you think, oh, OK, we will see with the mentality. We will see with the belief because obviously in the last two games, they scored first and then went on to lose anyway. They kind of collapsed a bit. So, we, so yeah, I know what you mean. When when Southampton did equalise, it was a bit of, OK, we'll, we'll see now. And I was speaking to a colleague after the game and he was he was saying if they'd have given that penalty, it would have been season over. Because and he's a City fan, but he was think he was thinking City never come back if they're behind half time. Historically in the Premier League, doesn't matter if it's Guardiola and the manager or whoever else, they don't come back and win. So he was thinking if they'd have given that penalty, and I, look, I think we're all agreed it probably wasn't the pen. But if they had of, then that would have been a big turning point. So I mean, for one, City got a bit of the not so much luck, but they they didn't have luck go against them basically. And it was the same with Sterling. That was you know that's effectively an own goal. But look, the luck went with them on that. And I yeah. think City needed that at the moment because the performance was there, and in terms of their playing style, that was back to, towards their best. But in terms of the belief, maybe yeah, they needed a bit of a hand, a helping hand. And I think they they might have got it today because another ref would have given the pen. He could yeah. have been wrong, but he would have given it. He could have been. He was very involved, wasn't he, Zivchenko? Um, yeah, um, actually, yeah, after really after the, the after the game, um, Guardiola was singled out uh, Zivchenko as his yeah. man of the match. Um, but um, from from where I was watching, he, he seemed to be at fault for well for the penalty incident, it, which as we know wasn't given, and also for the goal and stuff. Goal, Do you yeah. think that left back area with Mendy being injured is that a big problem for City? Is it something you're noticing? Yeah, big time. Um, uh, as far as I know, Guardiola really wants a left back, and you know he's saying in public really strongly that City aren't going to buy anyone. But in January, well, I think that might be kind of like a club stance that oh, we, we don't want to do it. We're not going to do it at the moment. We don't want to pay the money. You know, like if City wanted Myers last January, they'd have had to pay ninety, and they got him for sixty in the summer. So I think City are thinking from that point of view. But I think Guardiola really not just wants a left back, but he wants Chilwell from Leicester. So, right. 
that is it, it really is something that's, that's big for City and if City were playing any other team in the Premier League on Thursday they could carry on this little resurgence even if they were offering up little chances even if Zinchenko had to play it wouldn't be the end of the world but given it's Liverpool it's really going to highlight some of the flaws so yeah City were much better today than they were recently but they offered they, well, they missed a lot of chances and they offered up a few and like I say anyone else they'd probably get away with it on Thursday night but yeah. Liverpool is going to be a real problem and I'm not sure what they're going to do about well, West back in particular I, I was just going to ask you that going to get pressed so much and if you gave the ball away like that today think about how many times you can do it on Thursday well this was the thing watching the game and I, and I said to you a few times like, I don't know especially having seen the, I, I only saw the highlights of Liverpool against Arsenal but I was watching that game last night thinking how are we going to defend against that and today didn't give any answers. And obviously, as it stands, Liverpool can just sit there and because we've got to go and chase them down. So we've got to go there. So the question is, and ju- you know, you never know, Pep may be listening right now. Uh, how, do, how does he tackle this game on Thursday? Is there something that we can do? Does having Fernandinho back make that much difference? Yeah, well, Fernandinho makes a big difference. Um, there w- there were some stats floating around that I saw when I was looking into YC and having this recent dip and he was having a lot more work to do even you know when City were top of the league and winning well and everything was all rosy at the Etihad he was he was doing much more tackles and interceptions he was averaging like five per game between September and November um, compared to 1.8 per game between the start of the year January and September so for whatever reason City were having a lot more defending to do there were a lot more counter attacks to break up you know maybe the press isn't working quite the same so there's something that needs to be fixed there and against Liverpool that's kind of problematic and at least Fernandinho's back now from the City point of view because if you're going to have a defensive midfielder you have loads of work to do City would want it to be Fernandinho and not Stones and not Gundogan so that, that will be a big part of it but yeah the other thing is the left back really but then that said if you remember going into the game at Anfield, everyone was kind of expecting it could be another blitz for Liverpool. They did it twice last season at Anfield. And everyone didn't really give City enough credit to think they could go there and keep a clean sheet. And they did in the end. They played a, quite a, a conservative game. They still wanted the they ball. They parked the bus. The Say it as it was, they parked the bus. Well, I think as well, I think you've got to give credit to Mahrez. It was... <laughs> Well, I think I'm a bit concerned that Mahrez might have handed Liverpool an unbeaten season or something yeah. like that in the same way that Van Nistelrooy did with Arsenal. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that one. Um, that could have killed the momentum before it even started. Same with Arsenal. Um, but the thing, the thing with the Anfield game was, and going back to how they could win on Thursday, nobody really thought Mendy could play a defensive game, and he did. Um, and Mendy's a better player than Zinchenko, but he's not a great defender and neither Zinchenko so if Zinchenko ends up playing left back and City play with the same kind of more cautious approach but still with the ball it might not be the end of the world having him there but if he if he doesn't want to do that then he might bring the pull out to left back but today against Hoffenheim in the Champions League and he's just definitely better at centre back so they might just have to grin and bear it and go with Zinchenko and give him as much protection as possible but yeah Fernandinho is going to be big I wouldn't play Mares because I thought he was wasteful today um, Sane will be a much better bet up against Alexander-Arnold yeah. You'll play Aguero, he's got a good record against Liverpool. He scores a lot of goals um, at home. Um, Sterling, <laughs> I don't know, I suppose we could say he drew a good game against well, Liverpool. I think what, about as much as we could say about I it. I thought today Sterling was outstanding and he's playing on the left, which we don't often see. Mm. Yeah, well, the, the good thing about Sterling is it was always kind of a question about his belief and mentality and he could be a bit fragile. And in fairness, we've kind of seen that because he's never really had a good game against Liverpool. Um, and that is the team he kind of struggles against. But he is one of those players, or turning into one of those players, that when things are going uh, against City, he's, he's not afraid to keep asking for the ball. And he, you know, he doesn't always have a good game, but he'll always keep trying. And he's, he's been one of City's best players. This he's been one of the best players in the league this season, certainly up until the last couple of weeks anyway. But even in these last couple of weeks, and especially today, he wanted the ball. He, he was asking for it. He was, he was trying to make things happen. And... Crucially, as I was saying earlier about Silva and Fernandinho being back in the team, and De Bruyne, whenever he's back, these little combinations they get, they bring the the best out of people like Sterling and Sane. They don't have to do everything by themselves. So obviously today he was linking it with Silva, so he's going to be much better because he's got the option to run in behind or come short. Sam, that, that just adds so much to his game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And let's hope we see some of that on Thursday night. Thanks very much. If you want to uh, find out more about Sam's writing as well, you can follow me on Twitter at Sammy underscore goal. And the link to his latest article is up there as well. Thanks, Sam.
Thanks, Sam. Thanks, lads. Thank you very much. And if you want to get in touch as well, the number 0345-111-7625. We have got another caller on, an Arsenal fan, who possibly can give us a bit more information about what it's like oh, to face I, Liverpool. I imagine they've got a sore head right now. <laughs> I'd imagine they have. Prince, hello, are you there? Yeah, I've still got the tissues with me right now. I'm still crying. <laughs> still, uh, still painful. <laughs> now, that but, started, um, it started out pretty well for you, though, yesterday at Anfield. Oh, to be honest, mate, I just, I mean, I wanted to maybe get a result there, maybe a draw or maybe 2-1 to Liverpool. I did not expect that. I did not expect that thrashing that we experienced. That was just, that was just awful. And I sort of gave up on my own team about a couple of years ago because I was one of the winger out uh, people. And uh, when he went out, we had Emery and, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's done a great job, but it's just taken us as far as it could because we, we, we need we need to sort the defence out <laughs> we need we need major surgery for the defence because our defence is just atrocious and, um, I'm not making excuses for yesterday's game but I did sort of think that the, one of the fouls I think even both of the fouls um, were quite softly given the penalties were softly given sorry um, and we had a penalty uh, not given when Lekker got fouled in the box but yeah I'm just a <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I felt like a sort of loser, but I'm <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah. Well, I, I watched <laughs> it. I watched it all yesterday on the telly. Well, I say I watched it all. I think I watched it till about three or four one. Then I turned it off for twenty minutes. Um, and it looks like everybody's favourites for the league now. The bookies' favourites are Liverpool, and and they did seem irresistible in some ways. Do you see any possibility this week that City? at home can get a result on Thursday night against that Liverpool team that you faced are City better defensively than Arsenal for instance do they offer more going forward or do you do you think Liverpool have just basically won the league already no I, I, I think City will, might, might be just a bit too much for Liverpool at home but with that said um, it's the Premier League and you just never know what's going to happen I mean Tottenham lost at home yesterday and <laughs> that was a big surprise um, so you just never know to be honest I, I think City might might just get that one and what, what, do, what are they going to have to do like if you could go back 24 hours and change the setup that they had against uh, Liverpool yesterday what would you do differently is there anything you could have done to stop that onslaught I would have borrowed your defender Van Dijk <laughs> yeah the Liverpool defender <laughs> yeah I mean a lot of people t- a lot of people talking about him as being like PFA player of the season potentially possibly even whatever the Ballon d'Or is these no, years come on he's had half a, he's had 19 games where he's been okay typical media overreaction on a Liverpool player again I, I, I think I think he's got the potential to be a world class player and I think he's a world class world class player he just needs more games and I, I think come January come next week actually January's what three days time you know, when the transfer starts, we need yeah. to sort out our defence. And yeah, um, but at the moment, we, we have no chance against teams like Liverpool or City or even United. If we play them next, I think that might be, they'll, they'll probably cause a few problems in that defence. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned the transfer window there, Abdi, because it sounds very excitingly like you're on one of these transfer helicopters. I don't know if it's a problem yeah. with the line, but it sounds like you got. Are you on a helicopter right now? Um, I'm not actually. I'm actually in my car. <laughs> oh, you could have said yes, and it would have made it sound really showbiz. But never mind. Well, you, I mean, you said Abdi. If you said Prince, then I would have said I'm on a helicopter. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much for the call, and hopefully, there's something there. If uh, Pepe is listening, he can pull out and uh, get enough difference to get the three points against Liverpool on Thursday. What's your next game then for the Gunners? We've got, um, who do we have? I think, uh, is it, um, Blackpool? We've got Blackpool now. And oh, FA yeah, Cup. and the FA Cup. Oh, well, that's, that's, you know, you've probably already booked the, the bus for the tour for the FA Cup already, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. The way our defence are, <laughs> nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> Prince, thanks very much for your call. All right. Thank you. Cheers. See you, Thank dude. You. Cheers. Uh, 0345 uh, Final whistle's gone uh, Old Trafford will uh, take a look at the score the results and get some feedback on that next on the Manchester Football Social Manchester Football Social Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show Wouldn't it be great to be able to triple things Manchester Football Social Sunday evening is the Manchester Football Social. The week kicks off with, with myself, Ant McGinley, the City fan, and Alex Boardman representing the Red Half. 
Yeah, it's all good. it's all good for me since we started this show, more or less. Everything's yeah. been, with the exception of the one Liverpool result, everything's yeah. been united, been decent. And it's been a good day for City as well. 3-1 against Southampton down on the south coast. Uh, after a, a bit of a horrible Christmas period, not been a good December at all. Uh, no. for Guardiola, especially if you include that we had the one-all draw against Leicester as well. Not being very good, but... Hopefully that's turned it around and set us up nicely for the big match on Thursday evening, 8 o'clock, Liverpool come to the Etihad. It seems like such a huge swing as well because obviously we have been on the Wednesday show here all season and City fans have been phoning up and um, everyone from a City point of view has been going, City are amazing, we're going to walk the league, we're, you know, we won it in, we got 100 points last year, we're the best team that's ever been and it's just crumbled in the last month, absolutely disappeared. It's not that it's crumbled, it's just that we realise, you know what, this is boring for everyone else, so let's make it a little more exciting, so we just switched it around. My only issue that I have with it is Thursday's game against Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Eight o'clock kickoff on a Thursday. That's Curry Club but at, at Spoons. Is it? Yeah. You have to go early. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go, I'll do that instead. Right, it's just finished at Old Trafford as well. Another great day. That's three out of three. Three out of three, and I think most importantly, it's another, like, resounding victory. Four goals scored again. Yeah. Looked really dangerous every time um, we were going forward. Just, the passing's just so much more smooth and there's players are running for the ball and it... Everything looks really good when we're going forward. Everything, you know, fantastic. Three goals, four goals, five goals we've scored in always three games. Obviously, we've not been at the game today because we've had to be here getting ready for this. But if you just left the game, you just got in your car, you want to get in touch with us, give us the feedback. I'm really curious to know, actually, what the difference is in the stadium itself in terms of the atmosphere. Yeah. Because it's been quite a toxic environment, to be honest, the last, the last, well, most of this season and, and end of last season. 0345 7625 if you want to get in touch with us, or you can drop us a tweet at MCR Footy Social. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been, um, I've been about, I think, four or five times this season because of gigs and because of this show. I can't go to every home game. And the atmosphere's been, it's been lacking. There's just been a, a sense of defiance in the fact that people were supporting Mourinho and, you know, supporting the team, but also a, a watching some absolutely abysmal football, um, shocking performances and just feels like there is a, a feel good factor. Well, um, back, it, something's in the air. But now. just watching it on the TV as well. And it's been, and I said this last week we were on the show. It's the first time in ages when it's come on, on match of the day. United have come on and have not automatically just gone off and gone another, made another brew. No, exactly. Because they've been yeah. exciting to watch. And again, it was the same thing this afternoon. Well, I can understand lots of neutrals would always be, you know, saying, oh, it's not like watching United of old and things. And it, it's hard when you're a fan because you're watching it and you still support the team and you you just love them so much. You want them to do well and you, you, you're a bit blinkered. Um, but there's no doubt in the football in the last three games has been just been, <laughs> where's it been all season? So, so here's the question, right? is this all down to Solskjaer, right? Or, because really, he's not been there that long and they look like a completely different side. He's not in a transfer window. They've not had anybody come back from injury or anything like that. Yet, the same players are given a completely different performance. Like, what has gone on there? Because I, I, I understand there is this new manager bounce. Yeah. Right? But how do you actually account for that happening? I mean, Pogba is the big one in particular. Well, Pogba, I mean, Pogba got man of the match today. Pogba was top of all the stats in the last game. He got two goals uh, in, in the last game, got two goals today. And he just, he, I don't know, it's really difficult. Was was he turning up for Mourinho? Was he soaking? I know he didn't play the last three games of Mourinho's reign, but, you know, you've... I, I don't want to be accused of being someone who's like... Well, I do, that's fine. <laughs> but it, it just seems like, was Pogba really trying? Was he really giving it his all? Or was it the system? This is the thing. Who knows? Who three, knows? Three weeks ago, you had Mourinho calling him a virus. Yeah. You compare that to what Ollie's been saying about him. Yeah. Right? Some really wonderful positive things. In fact, what he's been saying about all the whole squad, I don't know if you heard it, but this week he said about um, Sanchez and about Lukaku, he didn't say they're awful, they're terrible, he didn't, they didn't make excuses, he didn't pin anything on them. He just said, 
it's up to them. It's yeah. up to them. And he just left it open for them. He was very supportive, very, very powerful. You compare that to like how Jose was talking about people, it's completely different. But I do not believe that just saying nice things to somebody makes them a better person, a better player, better at their job. For example, if you just start saying to me now, Ant, you're such a great presenter, you never make mistakes, you never get your words wrong, yeah, you're brilliant, you're gonna you're gonna win all these awards, it you, doesn't mean it's gonna happen. It's right? not going to suddenly make you good. Yeah, so what, So it has to be, then, is, is there something else that's gone on? Is it the backroom staff that he's brought in? Or is it just that they all gave up on Mourinho? Yeah, it's, well, something something definitely, definitely went down that I don't think we'll ever be a party to. And um, I know there will. There'll be there'll be some really interesting I, books in about I ten years' time. Because there was Mourinho walked away with an eighteen million pound payoff. He's not going to say anything, is he? Because part of that payoff will have been keep your mouth shut. Surely, but I wonder if the, in, it won't be forever. There'll be some like for ten, twenty years, possibly, possibly. Who who knows? I mean, the, but the only people that know are the squad, and nothing nothing seems to have leaked, does it? You see, see what it reminds me of, and it's something that a lot of people will have had personal experience of, right? So we've not been professional footballers, we've not been in that situation, but it reminds me a little bit of, you know when your teacher used to be off at school? Yeah, and, and you get the supply in. The supply teacher comes in, right, and then you automatically just change your sit, well, uh, uh, Miss lets us sit there, and we, we sit next to them, we're allowed to do that, we're allowed to, and you just try it on and you play it up. And it almost as if it's gone back the other way, you know. That they, 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 they've they, they've been trying to get their own way with this particular teacher, and it's not happened. And now Ollie's come in and just kind of gone, yeah, do what you want, and it's yeah. made them happier. I remember over Christmas I watched an episode of Porridge that pretty much had that exact storyline where Mister Barraclough leaves, and it feels like you know there's some social magic in the air. I don't know what I don't. Do you know what I don't even care. Because it's been so bad this season, for most of the season. The last three games, it's exciting again. and You want to watch United again. And also, you're watching it full of hope. And you're thinking, you know, I'm reading now tweets of, of mates and stuff who, who could go to the game today. And they're saying, bit disappointed we didn't get five. Should have been six goals. And um, and you talking about Lukaku earlier. Always said he will get a chance. He, Rashford goes off with a tight groin on seventy minutes. A couple of minutes later, Lukaku has his first touch. It's a header. He nods it back. Pogba plays him in. Second touch is a goal. So I mean, it, whatever is magic is being transmitted to the players. It's even you know filtering through to Lukaku. He's a goal for a striker two minutes after he's come on when he's been injured and he's not been in the team and he's not been playing well. He's received a lot of criticism. That's going to do wonders for him. Suddenly, if Rashford is injured, you're like, it doesn't matter. Lukaku can come in and step up. The next one to get going, Sanchez. Um, also, a little another word on today, I think pretty much with the exception of Dallo, who I think most fans would, would have had in, Solskjaer's played nearly every fan's preferred starting 11 today and it was something Mourinho always seemed reluctant to do so he's got Baye and he's got Lindelof at the centre of midfield and he's, he's playing with Martial he's playing with Lingard and he's playing with Rashford just running at teams and it's just great it's really really great and it's been abysmal all season that's why it's so good didn't see this coming a month ago if you're having as good a time as Alex as you are or if you see problems with it as well let us know about it on Twitter at MCR Footy Social or you can give us a call 0345 111 but it's not all roses no well um, I was just reading a tweet from someone um, who was on the Wednesday show that I do sometimes he came on there with us uh, it was called Abdul and he says anyone now he's talking bad things about Pogba. You're just bitter. So, yeah. so, and that is there. There are definitely two schools of thought with this. He's, I think he's about twenty. Abdul, he's a young, young fella, and he's kind of like, look, don't you know? Don't criticize Pogba. He's shown now the way that he's played that it was all Mourinho's fault. I think for someone like my age, a little bit older, kind of looking and thinking, hang on, where was this a month ago? when we were losing games, when we were drawing games, where was this level of running? Where were these goals? When, why were you not arriving in the box? Can, you, I, can I say something controversial? Yep. I think the only change that you've had since Solskjaer's come in has been up front. And possibly that's because he's a striker, so he's focused on that. But I'm looking at the defence 
And you haven't kept a clean sheet on the Solskjaer yet, no. have you? And, and it seems to be that you're making the same kind of mistakes that you were making before. It's just the way Jose played, he was a little more taking his foot off the gas, you know, parking the bus, that kind of thing, trying to nick a, nick a win rather than going attack, attack, attack. Yeah. And you've got something of the, the Kevin Keegan's about you at the minute, that kind of cavalier just kind of going all out, just trying to score more goals than the other team. However, your defence is not as good as Liverpool's. It's no. not even as good as City's, which is a bit of an insult at the minute. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All season, because after the, after the Liverpool game, I was so sort of confused and like, what's going wrong? Why is this same thing consistently happening? We might have two or three decent results, one or two good performances, and then we're just awful again. And I looked... I look back at, you know, some of the goals we'd conceded and we'd, we'd conceded in nearly every game, which was something that United just didn't do. And when I look back at the goals prior to the Liverpool game, there were 34 goals conceded and 22 of them were just defensive errors, sometimes by one player alone, sometimes by two or three players. But even, I mean, even today we conceded a goal from a short corner, which is just absolute basic championship sides don't do that if championship sides conceded goals from a short corner when only sending one man over they'd be doing laps all day tomorrow those players and I think we need to somehow try and eradicate individual errors there was an error in the last game Pogba missed the header um, against Huddersfield and Herrera didn't track back with his man and, and again it was it was just defending a very basic free kick Rashford gave away in the first game gave away a penalty for a handball that he just didn't need to do there's other players around the ball I suppose he's eager but I think that potentially when we face somebody half decent will come back to bite us it's only because of these three big wins that you've had under Solskjaer that you're back into a positive goal difference. Yeah, well, we were level. level. I think Mourinho left us level on yeah. zero. Well, you've gone up to now, you're nine. Yeah. Plus nine. Plus nine, yeah. When, but Which is not bad, but then you compare it to Liverpool around f- plus 40 and City at plus 38. And then when you break it down and you look at the actual number of goals that you've conceded and have let in... It's awful, it's probably near 40 now for the, in, in total, not just the Premier League. We probably conceded... 37, 36, 37 goals and, this season. And that's just not no, no. form. It's we'd go an entire season, even even when we had someone like Van Gaal, we'd, we'd go a full season and only concede about 40. And that was in all competitions as well. So it's absolutely not good enough. Um, which again brings us back to that age-old, should we have signed a defender in the summer? Would he have made a difference? Um, Solskjaer proving that doesn't matter whether we've got any defenders, we're going to score three or four in every game anyway, but... Who knows? We've got Tottenham away coming in about another two. We've got we've got this run, the five game run that Solskjaer was given yeah. over the Christmas period, which makes you think that the board knew they were going to get rid of Mourinho at that particular date. Which to give him an yeah, easy run. It's, it's really funny because Niall, um, who works on the show, he's the producer of the show, was saying before. I think it's time we stop talking about Mourinho. It feels like it's been ages, and of course, it's because it's been Christmas and we played three games in effectively about eight nine days, but. Solskjaer's only been there about 10 days and in another week we'll have played we'll have played five games in that, in that period of time no one will remember what Mourinho did it's, it'll be just completely completely forgotten we've got Tottenham exactly we've got Tottenham away coming in about three four games I think that's that will be a test to see exactly what Solskjaer's done you know, also by then you know Tottenham could be they were in the title race, weren't they, last week? But, you know, in three, four weeks' time, Tottenham could be battling for fifth because that just seems to be what happens with Tottenham. You just can't ever predict how good they're going to be. Uh, so that was me throwing in a bit of reality with the, you know, the defence and the way that is. But there's also a bit of a romantic in me. And I, obviously, it's a very early thing to judge it on, to base it on. But there's one particular competition that Solskjaer is ingrained with because of what he happened to do 19 years ago. And it would be 20 years ago if United somehow made it to the final when Solskjaer was there and scored. And they're in the last 16. Yeah. Well, we've got Paris in the next game. Yeah, which and the weird thing about that was when that draw came out, everybody went, oh no, get rid of Mourinho. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just and also that was, that was unwinnable. Um, two weeks ago when that result came, when that draw came out. Yeah. And suddenly... Well, I think it came out on the Monday, which was the day after the Liverpool game, and the mood was 
was worse than it was after the City mm-hmm. defeat because I think the performance was equally as bad if not worse against Liverpool and you just expected so much more for a team that just showed no fight and it was well we're right you know Paris they'll be way too strong for us and they were in decent form Um, they beat Liverpool obviously in the group stage at home but I remember when they played at Anfield the first game and they were absolutely abysmal so they're a great side going forward but you take someone like Verratti I think in midfield out of that side nobody's going to win the ball and um, the forwards just will not get the ball. So, and if we carry on playing like this, you know, why why not go over there, get a decent result? Possible. I, I think if that was to happen, and it's a possibility, and I know a few people that actually put a bet on bet on that happening just as soon as he came in. That was arguably a better story than Leicester winning the Premier League. Do you think? I think, you know, for, for, for Solskjaer to score a winning goal in the final and then come back and do it. I mean, it's up there with, Deschamps did it with the World Cup, yeah. you know. He won the World Cup play. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, could, could, could they do that? We'll see. We'll see. Right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. If you want to get in touch with us, L345 And I think what we should talk about next is the window that is about to open in 48 hours. And there's a lot of rumours flying around and there's certainly a few things uh, that a couple of teams need. We'll talk about that next on the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Quite a good day across Manchester. I've suddenly realised, I think since me and Alex have been doing this show, this has only been going a month, I think this is the first time that both City and United have won. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not bad. So if you've not seen it, uh, United have just finished at Old Trafford about 15 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, 4-1. Another resounding victory looks... Look good again, look really good. Yeah, a complete sea change there with Ollie in charge. And City earlier in the day went down to Southampton. They won 3 1. Yes. Uh, which <laughs> Niall quite likes because he's a Pompey fan. And the, the thing is for me, though, first of all, I think there should have been a few more, uh, especially with the way Liverpool have been going. I think we're going to need the goal difference. And also, as well, we just don't seem able to convert those chances the way we were doing earlier in the season. And I'm not quite sure. If, if everything's ticking in place although still moment of the season for me if not the year uh, was the bit and you catch out match of the day too tonight when uh, Edison <laughs> just literally about six inches off the goal line dummies oh just some beautiful passes and then does a couple of passes in the six yard box I love how Sam earlier called him a lizard I love that <laughs> yeah, lizard yeah, blood yeah. brilliant just absolutely no human emotion ever I don't think he was suggesting that he's part of the cabal that decides everything yeah, that happens maybe. in the world <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got to look at this we've got to talk about that and it's something that was brought up earlier because of the links with uh, Chilwell and City and all that but we're a few how many hours away from it now? 24, 36? About 35 hours away from uh, New Year's Day. I'm not sure exactly what time the transfer window opens, whether it's at midnight or 11am or what way it works. But, you know, it, it, it's the time when people start looking and chairman get very nervous about what they're going to spend their money on. And some clubs have a lot of money to spend. Other clubs don't have so much because they've just written a cheque for 20 million to Jose. Um, so I guess we've got to look at uh, what are the rumours that are flying around? Niall is the man in the know with his finger on the pulse. So any big exclusives you can give us? Oh, well, I thought Chilwell was a good one. Nice to yeah, see really that, good Sam. And to be honest, it's, it's a young English player who might have a chance to play in the Champions League and, and sort of improve his career. It would be good for England as well, which is it was always nice to see Gareth Southgate getting a few new options. And he's played for England a couple of times already. So Yeah, I remember. Do you remember a, a couple of years back when England, uh, like England B, the youth team, the mm. under 20, I don't ever know if it's 23 or 21. And he was absolutely flying for that. Mm. Um, and he looked like a real player. I think he might even have been the captain. Um, I remember looking at him going, I'm amazed that he's not already gone somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, they need a left-back. I know you were talking about it earlier, but they need a left-back City so desperately. I mean, Pep Guardiola is one of the best coaches in the world, right? But Zinchenko's an attacking midfield player. Fabian Delft's a central midfield player, and he's trying to convert them into left-backs. Now, Mendy is so injury-prone. The other thing is, though, we do hear about this famous academy all the time. From a United point of view, City go on about this, oh, we've got the best stadium for this. Where are these players coming through? Where are they? Um, One thing for City as well, central midfield, and and you'll probably agree with this, Fernandinho has been awesome for City this season. Yeah. And trying trying to find someone to replace him 
just doesn't seem to be working. And without him, it's almost like they crumble a little bit, City. I think as well, it's interesting that they, they haven't already got something lined up there already because it looks like he will only get one more season with us, if that. And mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's a lot older than he looks. I think he's 33 now. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we were just commentating watching the game today and he had that heavy tackle that came in. Cause Who, it did look, he, he looked like they targeted him yeah. twice, but he was not really moving. He wasn't moving the ball forward. He was kind of, I, I know he's just come back from injury, mm. but he looked slow. He looked like he would get caught. Do you know what I mean? Maybe a, a couple of months ago, he'd have been gone. Yeah, they well, wouldn't have been able to get that well, tackle in. Pep's been saying the last few weeks, it's probably changed now, but he's been saying that he doesn't want to dip into the January market or they don't need to. They really need to. Yeah. Um, they need to get a left back, which we've addressed. Uh, but the couple of names I've heard that potentially are coming into City to sort of fill that Fernandinho hole is uh, Tangai Ndombele from Lyon, who's... Uh, I just love the way that sounds. Yeah, yeah. Again, Tangai Ndombele, great name. And he, um, he played against us in the, in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he had a good game. He's sort of a tall, rangy central midfield player, but he can do all the dirty work that Fernandinho does as well. Fernandinho is just such a really good link between defence and attack, and it's obviously really important for them. And another one is uh, Frankie de Jong from Ajax, who's, who's another young midfield player, central midfield player. Um, Ajax have been decent this season doing alright in the Champions League mm. as well um, but it looks like De Jong might favour a switch to Barca rather than Manchester City um, he's been is, cited the last two or three windows yeah. hasn't he as one of these like they've been bright looking, young European talents they've been looking at him for a while Manchester City so that that's the two um, for I've me. got another name to throw into oh, the on, uh, to the old mix for City you're talking about someone who can replay? Who can play a central uh, defensive midfield role? Yeah, something City also don't have is a Plan B. Um, <laughs> I've got the ultimate Plan B Fellaini. player for you. Fellaini Solskjaer oh, does not fancy him, so you know, a cheeky little bid. You could maybe drive him across Manchester. I cannot imagine Fellaini playing for Manchester City. Ah, uh, but although you know, if we could get him to do the hair blue, then that would do, <laughs> we'd do a roaring trade in wigs. That would be amazing. Yeah, I, that would be. That would be possibly bigger than bringing Tevez across, but also worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's more chance of one of us signing for City than Fellaini, he's, to be honest. He's such a good fancy-dressed footballer, Fellaini, isn't he? Yeah. Him yeah. and David Luiz as well, and that Guendouzi from, from Arsenal. They've all got the long, shaggy hair. Wicked for a fancy dress costume. So what have you heard about United's trying? I've heard a couple of rumours. Um, I've heard, firstly, there might be £50 million to spend, which seems a very odd sum of money to just... Do you, know, do you know what? I'm not sure about United, Alex, to be honest, because I first thought when Solskjaer went in, he was the cheap option. They've just yeah. had to fork out 28 million or 18 million, 18, whatever yeah. it is, to get, to get rid of Jose. Um, why would they dip into the January market and, and well, spend money? Exactly. When he's only been there for three games, there's no way he could have had... Because well, he was the Mulder manager before that, so he's not scouting players like you've just mentioned, like De Jong, for instance, because he knows that he's not going to get anyone like that. Um, so he can't have put anyone forward. So unless they were already, you know, Woodward behind the scenes have already been talking to some agents and wanted a player that Mourinho didn't know about or didn't mm. want. Um, a couple of rumours I've, a couple of things I've heard and read about in the last. Um, couple of days some of one was from i think the guardian um about aldevireld from yep. tottenham has got a 25 million That's pounds right. yep. release clause that i think activate comes into play from january mm. um because obviously i think he's out of contract he is in the summer yeah in the it, summer but you could pick him up for 25 well, now. he was and they've extended it for a year but 25 million quid for a center half that quality is yeah. a bargain. It's an absolute in the modern bargain. market, and it, and they'd be stupid not to go for him, especially when you've just quid. seen. I mean, Bay, who a lot of United fans I know really fancy, really like him as a player. Um, again today, four one up, gets sent off. I mean, you don't really want to be relying on Jones and Smalling. You too really, often, do you? really don't. And Smalling's got a fractured <laughs> foot, of course. The other thing, um, the other well, obviously the Kuli Bowie, um, ever since he played well, like yeah. two weeks well, ago. That, well, that's ninety million. If yeah. you want to get him from Napoli, at the very least, £90 yeah. million. Which is now. what, I mean, that's the going right now. That's but that's what, what United are going to have to pay if they yeah. want someone decent at the back. And also he's young and, and Alderweireld, I think, is in his 30s. Yeah, he's, he's just around about, around about 30, yeah, that's and right. The other rumour that I've been reading, which um, he, he did play today, actually. He didn't have the best of games, but he was on fire last season, uh, was bringing back Josh King from Bournemouth as a potential sort of substitute right winger I mean all we, you can imagine him fancy in a substitute he, he played in the same youth team 
as uh, Wingard and Pogba that Solskjaer used to manage. So well, I'll tell you what, that one might have a bit of legs in it because I've also heard um, from sources in Brazil that uh, Pereira might be on his way out of United right. and going switching over to Everton. So I've heard that he might be an Everton player in a couple of days. Now, wow. it's, it's often agent spiel that they always come out with to try and sort of get a better deal for their players, to, yeah. for their clients. But I mean, that wouldn't shock me because he's he's rarely played for United. You don't hear any fans banging the drum about no, Pereira no. to play. He, he, played, he some... played well in the very first game against Leicester and then yeah. after that he's been sort of he's hit and miss. The other thing though, Everton, are they ever going to learn not to buy players from United because it really, I think the last one to really work out was Norman Whiteside in the 80s <laughs> and he was injured and didn't play as much as he could have done but I think he was the last he's player. He's still better than most they, of the ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Rooney didn't do it work. Well, did he? Um, Schneiderlin doesn't work. Morgan Schneiderlin, no, he didn't it, work. It just seems to be players that are maybe getting towards their sell-by date that they keep picking up from United whereas Pereira's a little bit younger, isn't he? And I reckon that might be a better move for him. And you can get in Everton's team and actually make a fist of, 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 you know, the Premier League. You also probably wonder as well, it's like if they live in Old Oley Edge or somewhere like that. <laughs> I used to go, oh, it's like half an hour to Carrington. How far is it to get to, um, is it Melwood where Everton train at? Is that where Finch, Farm, Melwood, Finch Farm. Yeah, Finch Farm. Finch Farm. Um, so how far is it? It's probably like less than an hour. Well, I heard that Fellaini when he was playing for Everton had a flat in Manchester City Centre. Don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but he just, just like track commuting over from Manchester to Liverpool every day for training. So we've got 90 seconds left of the show, guys. Uh, 90 seconds left of this year as well. So mm. uh, normally what happens at the start of the new year, you look forward to what your New Year's resolutions. Let's do something slightly different. Anything you want to get rid of from this year. So something that you've come across this year that you've gone, you know what, can't be doing with that. No, thank you. Yeah, and I'm putting this one in the bin because I cannot stand this. I keep seeing it. I saw it today at the Manchester United game, and I know it's mainly kids, so we can't really pick on kids. No, pick on them because it's annoying. But this thing where you go to a ground with a banner or a piece of paper that says, Paul Pogba, I love you. Give me my shirt. You're the greatest. Please give me a shirt. No. Go and buy one from the club shop that says Pogba on the back. It's the same thing. Stop going to the football to try and get stuff out of it. You go to the football to enjoy it, not to get a shirt off of someone. 30 seconds, Alex. Yeah, I think we should do what they do in rugby and allow when a player goes down injured, just allow the train run. Because the amount of times a player goes over, you know he's faking, he's holding his head so it's a head injury and the ref stops it or the other side kick it. Hate that. Absolutely. Play round him. My, Don't my, care. My, my take on that is whatever injury they fake, the other team should be allowed to give to him. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. He's got to deal with it. Uh, thanks very much to Alex Boardman. Thank you very much, Nal. Uh, sports journalist with all the latest. I'm Ant McGinley and we'll be back. We'll see you next Sunday in the new year and the Football Social returns tomorrow. Uh, so that's the show. We will be back in 2019. Yeah, and put money on Fellaini signing for City. You heard <laughs> it here first. Yeah, also, uh, have, a, have a sneaky bet on uh, Ollie winning the Champions League. Yeah. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favourite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.